Yo, today's QOT is how I do anything is how I do everything. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Inky Johnson on the show for your Motivation Monday. And today, he is talking to a room full of football players at the University of Tennessee, his alma mater. And he is talking about the difference between being a complainer versus being really committed, having concrete committed. Because when you're committed, you'll go through anything. You're fully all in. Nothing can stop you. And when nothing can stop you, you create something that's so amazing that it leaves a legacy. Inky Johnson, coming up. All right, and I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I said it in a video three years ago, and I meant it with every fiber of my being, right? When I said Tennessee don't take the back seat to nobody, right? Excuse my French, but I meant every bit of that shit, right? To nobody, to no man. Right, because of the essence of a man and who he is. Like, I believe football, all it is outside of the schematics and X's and O's, I've always believed this. I've never been the biggest, the fastest, the strongest. I've never needed to be, right? Because I believe at the core of what it is, is it's my will versus your will. It's my bloodline versus your bloodline. It's what I represent versus what you represent. It's what I believe versus what you believe, right? And so when I see this game and I look at it from the perspective that I view it through, Right? The thing that hurt me the most when I got injured, it wasn't that my career ended. It wasn't that. Right? It's when I went to watch a game or watch a practice and you would see a cat that took it for granted and didn't appreciate it. Right? Like I'm from the school of thought. I can't understand how a cat can say they want something and not give everything they got to it. Right? I'm from the school of thought. When a cat is a part of something, organization, team, brotherhood, and you look a man in his eyes and tell him you're going to give him everything he got, and then the situation or the circumstances change, and then you allow your actions to betray your words, I can't understand or comprehend that. That's hard for me, right? Like, when I first got to Tennessee my freshman year, like, when I came on my visit, that was the first time I slept in a bed by myself, right? And they was trying to take me to a sorority party, and I'm like, man, take me to the Marriott. I got a king-size bed. Like, I got a suite. And they're like, you ain't got a bed at home? I'm like, no. Right, so when I got here, it meant something different to me. My mother was working a double shift at Wendy's when I got here. Had me at 16 years old. Came from a two-bedroom home with 14 people in the city of Atlanta. First one in my family to get a scholarship. Right, so I was thinking legacy the whole time. And I'll never forget the first summer I got here, I was in my locker, and I saw one of my teammates come into the locker room, and he was saying as he was putting stuff in his locker, I quit. Right? And he was throwing stuff in his locker. And I'll never forget, I stood up and I said to him, as a man, right, as a man, look me in my eyes and tell me you're not about to quit. Like, as a man, tell me you're not about to quit. Like, you're not about to wave the white flag and say, I yield. Like, tell me you're not about to fold. 
Tell me you're not about to go in a fetal position because the situation and circumstance has gotten hard. Tell me you're not about to get to a campus and because you're not getting what you thought you was gonna get, you wanna go back home and you wanna call your mother. Tell me you're not getting on campus and because they switch your position, you wanna call your father and tell him to talk to a coach. Tell me you're not about to quit. And he's like, yeah, ain't come about to quit. I said, why? I can't take the way they talking to me. I said, you're not eight, right? You're not seven, right? You're not a baby, right? He's like, no, nah, but I can't take the way they talking to me. I said, oh, you want them to treat you like the double tree. You want to check in, they give you two warm cookies, they pat you on your butt, they tell you good job for doing what you said you was going to do. Like you want validation. And I asked him the question, I said, this isn't about your legacy? Like, you're not working every single day feeling as if when you do something, if you're blessed to reproduce, one day when somebody go up to your seeds or your children, because of how you did it, they're like, man, that's your father, you good. Right? You don't want to do it in such a way that when somebody see you, they're like, man, if it has to be done, that is the way you do it. You're not doing it in such a way to when you do it, they're like, hey, you want to see how it's done? Let me turn on the tape so you can see this cat and see how he coming every single day. Not inconsistency. Right? Like, I was one, I didn't care about talent. Right? I didn't care about skill set, right? Because I understood talent and skill set might betray you along the journey if they don't have a consistency of mindset and they don't have a certain level of fortitude in every fiber of their being. At a certain point, you can have a cat that's talented or you can have a cat that has character and you know what he bringing to the table every single day, right? You got cats that's talented that tap out. Like anybody can go one or two downs, right? Anybody can go three downs. But it's very seldom that you find a cat when he's standing in that tunnel till his four zeros on that clock, he's gonna give you everything. He, that's a man to me, right? Most cats, little boys, right? They get what they want. I tell my son all the time, I'm like, Ink, it's a big difference between a hard worker and somebody that works hard, right? Most cats are somebody that works hard. If the situation and the circumstance is what they want it to be, they're gonna come out and they're gonna act accordingly and they're gonna give you everything they got. But a hard worker? Regardless of situation, regardless of circumstance, regardless of what happened, I'm going to show up and I'm going to give everything I got to it because I'm working for something that's totally different, right? The question becomes this. Can you be committed to the process of what you're doing without being emotionally attached to the results of what you're doing? Can you be committed to the process of what you're doing without being emotionally attached to the results of what you're doing? In other words, if you don't get what you thought you was going to get, will you still be the same individual? If the situation don't turn out the way you thought it would turn out, will you still be the same individual? The quote says it. You judge the character of a man not by where he stands in times of comfort and convenience. You judge the character of a man by where he stands in times of challenge and controversy. Like, I don't care what a cat do when, when everything goes right. I don't. Because everybody knows to smile. Everybody gonna celebrate when you win a game. Everybody gonna be in your corner and talking about how great you are. But when the opposition happens, when it gets hot, right? When cats don't want it and don't want to be a part of it. When things start going south and a cat jumps on your head and you're like, man, it's not what I thought it was, right? The crazy thing about it is most cats remind me of one of my freshman roommates when we first got our Pell Grant check, right? And I'll never forget, I got $2,500 and he got close to 4,000. And when I looked at him, I said, man, I ain't never had this much money before. He like, me neither. I said, man, I'm going to the bank. I'm about to open up me an account. I'm going to put this in the bank. My man says to me, Ink, I'm going to go to Foot Lock. I'm about to spend all this. I'm like, all right, cool, but come with me to the bank. Man, you need to save a little bit of that. 
I said, you might not get that much again. He's like, that's the problem. I said, come with me to the bank. He come with me to the bank, open up an account. I put my money in the bank. He goes straight to the mall, exactly what he said he was going to do. We walk in Foot Locker, let me get those J's. He's splurging. All right, we get to the counter. Lady starts ringing it up. He gives her the card. She swipes the card. Card didn't go through. He looked at me. I said, don't look at me, big spender. You the man. He said, ma'am, I know I got the money. Football office gave it to me. Can you swipe it again? She swiped it again. Card didn't go through. He looked at me. I said, don't look at me, big money tight grip. You the man. He said, ma'am, can you swipe it again? I know I got the money. She swiped it, didn't go through. She handed him the card back, and I'll never forget, she said to him, sir, you haven't even pulled a strip off the back to call to activate the card. She said, you got the money. She said, but you haven't even called to activate it. And when you look at some young cats, you're like, man, you could be great. But you haven't even pulled a strip off to activate it. Like, you could operate in a level of excellence in everything you do, but you haven't even pulled a strip off to activate it. Right? You're living on reserve, and most cats live on reserve. And what I mean by living on reserve, most cats do things in such a way to where when they get to a certain point, their heart is like a Cadillac converter in a car. Right? You know what a Cadillac converter is? It's when you're in a certain car, and you try to push it to the limit, and when it gets to the limit, the car says, hmm. And every time you try to mash it, the car, hmm because it hasn't been to that point before, and that's the heart of most cats. When they get to a certain point that they haven't been to before, they, mm, they retreat. And it's not even about an opponent. It's not even about opposition. It's about, I've never been to that point before, and I don't know how I'm going to respond. They scatter themselves. It's not even about an opponent. You get some 18, 19, 20-year-old cats, they're scared of themselves. It's not about an opponent. They're standing in a tunnel in Neyland Stadium, getting ready to play in front of 100,000 fans, and they're questioning their integrity. Like, the reason I can live with what happened to me on September 9, 2006, the last play, is personal to me, right? Because I knew when I went out, I gave my teammates everything I had. Like, I could look you dead square. I'm a man, right? I don't lie. Right? I don't fear no man, right? From Tennessee, California, a lot. You could drop me anywhere on any, any place. I don't, I don't fear no man, right? That's how I was raised. That's how I'm coming, right? When I went out, my last play, I knew I gave my teammates everything I had, every ounce of my spirit, right? That's why when coach came to see me in the hospital, I'm like, I'm good. I empty everything out of me. Now, if I didn't give them everything I had, it would have been a big ounce of regret. Because I would have lived my whole life with the thought of, man, what if I gave everything I had to it? Right? I just want one thing from y'all, man. Like, when I, when I played, right, I didn't care if a cat ran a 4-3. I didn't care about that. I didn't care if a cat go up in the bench, in the weight room and bench press 500 pounds. Cat can lift the world. I ain't care about that. I ain't care if a cat did the L drill fastening. I ain't care about that. I wanted a cat beside me that I knew was going to scrap. I wanted a cat beside me that I knew when we looked across the... They knew, man, cat can't see us, man. I wanted a cat beside me, no matter the outcome, we coming, we working, and we fighting until the game over. I wanted a cat beside me that had a certain level of consistency of mindset to understand how I do anything is how I do everything. And you meet most young cats, and they think it's a dual mentality. Right? They think football is one mentality, life is one mentality. No, bro, it's you. It's your spirit. It's your essence. 
It's who you are. I never understood, to be honest with you, I never understood how a cat can tap out on a wind sprint. I never understood how a cat can quit on a jelly like a cat in a facility and they getting smoothies. Cat got a barbershop. Like a cat getting his jock strap washed and got the nerve to step on the field and not give everything they got to it? Like a cat getting gear. A cat got a stadium, a cat got a locker. Like how can you not scrap? How can you not fight for what you believe in? Like I feel like it's a level of honor and responsibility that comes with that, right? When you come to this place, it's a privilege, right? You got cats that came before you and they, they, they cherish this, right? They cherish it. When I got here, we cherish this place. Right? When I got here, we believe we can beat anybody in the country. And the work ethic and the discipline and the dedication and the commitment wasn't based upon or predicated upon situations or circumstances. Right? I'm talking concrete commitment. Right? Not that commitment, I'm going to show up, I'll be there, coach. Yeah, I'll go to meetings. Yeah, I'm going to go out. I might run hard three sprints. Not that, man. Not that cheap stuff, man. Not that counterfeit stuff. I'm talking concrete commitment. I'm talking a commitment that says, I am going to stay true to what I said I would do long after the mood that I've set it in has left, right? Because when you're in them seats, it's easy to talk about what you're going to do, right? But Mike Tyson said it. Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And some cats, when they get punched in the mouth, they never recover. Some cats, when they get hit in a way they never got hit before, they never recover. Some cats, when they get placed in situations and it challenges their character, they never recover. Some cats, when you ask more of them that's ever been asked of them before, they never recover, right? Why can't we play football and operate in excellence, and why can't we go to the classroom and operate in excellence? That was Inky Johnson. His website is inkyjohnson.com. You can check out today's entire talk on YouTube. It is called Inky Johnson, Actions Betraying Your Words, University of Tennessee football. All right, my friend, you have a happy Monday. Hey, flip on over to Mindset Coach. Episode number seven drops today. Uh, So happy that you're enjoying that. It's getting great reviews, great feedback on social media. So check that out if you haven't already and be sure to subscribe and follow me on the Instagram. I will see you tomorrow with Bill Gove. I'm out. Peace. (laughs) 